We all, none of us really know. <laughs> none of us know. really know. I know. No, I, I know. I know. Perfect timing, Keith. Keith, what's up? Your favorite movie of all time. F9. Oh, good. other choice than remember the titans being number one i'm curious <laughs> i'm spoiling oh. mine but well let's let's see here we go yeah that's a good I mean, i'm not even prize. on top <laughs> you shouldn't be talking at this point <laughs> oh what a lovely day it is welcome back everybody to apocalypse movies and apocalypse now our weekly hangout show here on the channel i'm your host tonight jake berlin uh and welcome to the land of the mat it is my show tonight, and I'm excited. I'm pumped. We're here to talk about, talk about some very exciting things. Uh, and hello, everybody in the chat. I am joined today by two fellow pocket flixers, Mr. Brian Amosino and Mr. Gio Ramos. Brian, how are you doing today, man? I am counting down the days till vacation and the hours and the minutes, and I'm sure you are doing the same. Slightly. Maybe. Maybe not. No. I won't have it until the second it's over. So today's workday went by so slow. And I'm just imagining tomorrow's going to be even slower. So I'm just waiting for the workdays to be done. You probably have this upcoming week on your mind weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, that's we've been talking. Yeah. We've been talking about this since like what, August? Mm -hmm. Jake, at least. So it's like, Holy crap. It's fine. Like, it hasn't registered to me that I'm going to be on a plane in two days. Like, I haven't been on a plane in almost three years, maybe. Wow. <laughs> so, it's like, it's very weird. But, exciting. Very and, exciting. Gio Ramos, how you doing, man? You hanging in there? Yeah, that's exactly right. I'm hanging in there. As I told you both off screen before we started, I got my... Pfizer booster shot and uh for you. all last night I was I was feeling that I woke up with the chills and I was like oh my yeah. god like, it makes no sense but uh yeah just hanging in there you know did some Cyber Monday shopping I uh -huh. resisted the Black Friday because usually Cyber Monday has slightly better deals and uh that turned out to be the case this year so um thankful to even have the money to spend on such things so yeah and that's right drew yeah we're on a run baby you hear that rachel you arizona cardinals you ain't safe even here no no not yet Probably not. she's a she's a busy woman when it comes to weeknights um <laughs> oh, i thought i just about to say did you and geo or jacob end up uh going to like best buy and braving it uh, no, because we found out that the stores actually closed on Thanksgiving, which I am happy about because I'm going to sound so old saying this. Ten years ago, I worked at Target. Me too. Right when I worked at Target is when they started opening the stores on Thanksgiving. And I mm -hmm. remember like it didn't rub me the right way, but I'm all, I was also 21. I didn't you know really care. I was like, whatever. Um, I get to see some people. But uh, 
yeah, I'm, I'm happy for everyone who got to spend Thanksgiving with their families who did not have to go and work shitty retail. If you have ever worked retail before, you just, you know, you know, we, we have an understanding. So yeah, Jake, I forgot you worked at Target. Yeah, I did. I, I did. Uh, I did the early, the early morning unload shift. So I was oh. there at three, 4 a.m. unloading the truck every morning with the, with the line of boxes and loading stuff up on the floor but because of black friday we were the ones bringing stuff on the floor uh as stuff was let go and so we Pallet. were moving carts through all the all the people and everything and when i worked there i remember i had to work so i worked that morning uh maybe i didn't work thanksgiving morning i think i worked the day before but i worked um 8 p.m. that night i think all the way until 4 or Same. 5 a.m. the next morning Same um yeah and I'll, i i mean obviously i'm happy that i don't ever have to do that again but it was brutal uh i i definitely agree i think that stores should stay closed completely on thanksgiving and if you want to call black i mean for the last 10 years it's been black thursday technically yeah you know, it's it hasn't been black friday and now we're getting back to black friday um which is how it should be i mean if you want to shop that's fine but don't shop on thanksgiving like just let the day be itself plus there's on now it's all about online shopping anyway so like just stay yeah. home don't make your workers come in and uh, it's good to hear that stores like Best Buy are doing that because don't make everybody come in on a day that's, you know, to celebrate family. It worked out for yeah. me because I got sick because of the booster. So I just did it all online anyway. So it was perfect. You got your booster the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was it was a bad decision. Ooh. I like fevered for like four hours from like four to eight in the morning, then just crashed. Then mom was here, but I had zero appetite then fevered up from like six to 10 again and then just knocked out. It was rough. So yeah, I just online trial all right now. So we'll see water, 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 and tea in the POV cup. There you go. There you go. Uh, well, all right, before we get going, uh, I just want to give a shout out to everybody in the chat here. I see already films in here. <laughs> I see star drew, uh, John Booz is in here as well. What's Dude. up, everybody? Jacob, Rachel, uh, we see you guys. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Whoever's lurking and not commenting, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, fun little show planned tonight. Not not a whole lot happening. Um, we're going to get into challenge here in just a sec, but we have uh, some Star Wars stuff to talk about. Um, Kathleen Kennedy made some interesting comments this last week, and we're kind of going to just kind of talk about it, theorize, have a little fun conversation about the possibility of seeing some characters in the future. And then our main topic of the night, because December is tomorrow, which is crazy to think about. Um, we're just going to have a decorating. What? Did you start decorating? Yeah. There you go. Mm -hmm. No more Grinch, Jake. Decorating happens after Thanksgiving. I've always. No, said. no. <laughs> that's yeah. That's always been the case. For anyway, Brian. Day after Halloween. Was, before, and now, yeah, it, it is. No, November 1st. That's no. Um, but we're going to get into some uh, Christmas movies, our favorite Christmas movies. Just have a nice little conversation back and forth about the movies that we like to go back to each and every year uh, when this time this time of year comes around. So, And we'll get into maybe even a conversation about what it means to be a Christmas movie. That debate always seems to come up around this time of year. Uh, but before we get to all of that, let's go ahead and get to our first segment of the show, which is always the Movie Watching Challenge. Uh, if you've not joined us before, the way this, this little segment works here today. Or on this channel, I should say. Uh, very simple. The name explains itself. We challenge each other to watch movies we've never seen before. 
Um, we do it each and every week here, and one of us gets the chance to challenge one other people, one other person on the panel, excuse me. Uh, and I was challenged last week by Mr. Jacob Barley, who just happens to not be here tonight, um, to John Carpenter's The Thing. Uh, that is that is what I was watching this last week, um, a movie that I've wanted to watch for a very, very long time, uh, starring Kurt Russell, as you see there, among many other names. Um, before I get going, I just want to, Gio, Brian, have you guys seen The Thing? Hell no. That movie I saw it a long time ago, like with my uncle, but I hardly remember it. So, yeah. Okay. I was grossed out just getting the images for you last week. I have not seen this movie. It's mm, I get it reminded me of the fly and that looks gross too. Uh, the fly is genius. Oh. Well, before we get off topic here, so the thing, John Carpenter's a thing. Uh <laughs> a horror film that I've actually had on my list for a very long time. And as I mentioned on last week's show, I was already about 15, 20 minutes into the movie um when Jacob challenged me, which just happened to be the biggest coincidence of all time. Mm-hmm. Um I've obviously heard about it, you know how it's a staple in the horror genre and how it's a uh, kind of teachable film to a lot of modern day filmmakers and, and storytellers with this type of story. Uh, I thought the movie was great. Um, it's exactly what I expected it to be. Uh, I will say it wasn't as scary as I was expecting it to be. Um, it, it didn't have like the typical um, like scare jumps. It was more of a visual scare, uh, things that look terrifying um it, it's you know body morphing and uh you know i don't, I don't want to give too much away because neither of you have seen it but um or geo has been on a long time but it's it has to do with aliens and certain things coming from a different world and uh figuring out what this thing is and how it kind of works it's almost like a mystery movie in a way uh you're figuring you know step by step you're figuring things out as you watch the movie um and i loved how everything was kind of pieced together and how each puzzle piece was like kind of revealed uh, as each thing happened. Um, I obviously love the setting of like an, or not an Icelandic, but a very cold setting, uh, you know, below temperatures. And it's just a very cool setting that we don't get to see a lot of these uh, in movies these days um, because it's all isolated and it, it makes them operate in a certain area. I will say that there was one very wrong part about this movie, and this is just a pet peeve of mine, but I, when they, it has anything to do with dogs, I'm you're lucky that I even continued watching this movie. Like you're, you're lucky. I even continued to watch this movie. And I know that it was different back when this movie released. Did they kill uh, compared, a dog? To we, compared to what we're going through now? Um, it's, it's a lot different than it was then. So back then it wasn't as thought of as it is now. Um, it, it moved the story forward, which it made sense. Um, but if it was a modern day movie of this days, I probably would have turned it off just because I have zero tolerance for that type of stuff. Um, but as far as the movie goes, I, I thought it was brilliant. I mean, John Carpenter is the master at, at what he does. He's the master at his craft. Uh, he's able to tell a story very, very well um, with some great characters. There's like eight different characters in this that take the spotlight at some point, And each one of them has a really good, uh, you know, section of the movie that kind of moves the story forward. Um, yeah, this is actually great. This is actually a great word uh, to use paranoia. It has to do with paranoia, which is very, very cool. Um, cause you don't see a lot of horror movies that deal with the paranoia, paranoia side of things. Um, you know, like thinking one thing when something else actually happens or vice versa, you know, and maybe you're actually right about what you're thinking, but because you may think something else is happening, you actually decide to do something else. And, 
Um, Kurt Russell was great. It was fun to see him in a horror movie along with the other cast members. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's hard to review without spoilers. Um, I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen it. I will just say that it lived up to what I expected it to. Um, the visual representation of the thing in certain moments was definitely like, whoa, like, wow, they went there. Um, some incredible uh, practical effects going on in this film. Maybe some of the best I've ever seen. Uh, I'd have to look it up as far as like maybe award awards and stuff like that if it won anything or got nominated, but I definitely think it should have. Uh, maybe for some makeup or something like that. Because um, it was it was a, it was brilliantly uh, shot. First of all, it was brilliantly shot and it was uh, brilliantly told in the in the sense of the visuals um, with the thing and kind of how it operated and again how it slowly revealed itself over time uh, was very very cool. Um, I'm definitely surprised that there was like no sequel to this at any point. I know that the 2011 version is a prequel, um, and so I, I'd be interested to see if there were any ever talks about a sequel or if there is a sequel I've actually never heard about. Um, but the ending definitely left open like a possibility. And of course, the thing like there could have been multiple things or, you know, when did it arrive here or anything like that? And uh, it's funny, though, after this, I, I definitely want to go back and watch the 2011 version uh, because it is a prequel. Um, I would be very interested in going back and watching that and kind of my perspective now that I've seen the original. Um, oh, my God, he got a Razzie. No yeah, way. That's what I was going to bring up, because, Jake, you know, this really? person. Ennio uh, Morricone, who did uh, the Beautiful yeah. Eight and whole yeah. bunch, he gets a Razzie for a worst musical score. I, you know what's funny is I thought the score was actually really good. I thought the score like intensified the moments that you're supposed to feel very tense and like nervous, um, because and uh, like Tim said, I'm gonna keep going back to it, but it deals with the paranoia side of things and like maybe lurking around a corner and being like, okay, like what the hell is there or something like that. And the music kept amping up those moments for me anyway, as I was watching it. So I I'm very shocked to hear that it actually got a Razzie nomination. Um, maybe Razzie's meant a little bit of a different thing back then. <laughs> I don't know, but that's very strange. It is very strange. Cause I actually like the score quite a bit. I think it's a very, very good score. Um, maybe someone just had it out for the movie. I don't know. That's very strange. That's very, very strange. So, um, I don't care about Razzie's. <laughs> You know, Razzies are Razzies, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, Gio, I know you said you've seen it, and I'm sure at some point you'll go back to watch it. Um, but, Brian, I, are you interested at all? Ever? Okay. No. no. Is, there a re is there a reason? Just look weird. <laughs> no. I mean... It's just don't you not watch your thing. I mean, I have, like... 900 movies that I need to get to before I can get to that one. There's a board game. <laughs> yeah, I, there's there. Yeah, uh, there's a lot more that I need to hit before I get to the thing. I have even seen Ghostbusters. Yeah, so. OK, well, let's move on before we get in an argument here. Um, mm -hmm. Geo. Gio, uh, are you interested in going back and watching it in modern day now, or or are you kind of oh, just yeah. waiting your time? You know, no, absolutely. You know, um, I I'm long overdue for a visit with my uncle who's in Monterey, Monterey, California, Central Coast, and um, you know, I I haven't sadly I haven't seen him in almost ten years, so you know, I would love to you know revisit <laughs> some movies 
Uh, I'm sure he still has his VHS player and VHS tapes. So uh, <laughs> that would be an experience actually to see that. Although he probably doesn't have a TV for it anymore. So, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, t- so Tim Franco in the chat saying it's an all timer. And I'm, I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, but I will say it's hard when one horror isn't really like my number one genre. It's not really like what I not that I, I don't enjoy it, but it's not what I gravitate to as a film fan. Um, I'm more like the sci fi fantasies type of stuff. Um, yeah, I'm a wimp. And, and so. two, two, the most important part is that I think it's it might be hard for someone to go back and watch this movie in 2021 compared to like within like the 20 years of when it first came out because of the way that visual effects are now these days. Nothing to say I'm not appreciated. Like I said, the practical effects are incredible in this movie. Um, but it's it's hard because you hear so many years of hype about like these movies. The same thing happened with uh, uh, Parasite when I got challenged to Parasite, right? Everyone was freaking out about this movie, right? It won the Oscar. Everyone was hyping it up. And I watched it and I was like, it was cool. I'm not saying the thing is just cool, but going back and watching a movie that I've been hearing about for so long, sometimes it is hard because your expectations are so high. Um, but it's it's a really, really, really well done film uh, that deals with a lot of things that you don't get to see these days. Uh, it's a simple story that kind of just like keeps digging the knife in a little bit as the story goes along. Um, and John Carpenter's the best at it. So uh, big kudos to him on that one. Um, all right. Well, before we get too far into this, let's go ahead and move on to the next part of this. And this is where I get to challenge someone on the panel. Um and it just so happened to be that the two people that I get to challenge are actually here. Uh, I can't challenge Jacob and I can't challenge Keith. Um, they were the last two people to review a film uh, for the movie watch challenge. And I had a hard time with this when I went through the list of movies that I wanted to challenge and, and what's available. And obviously Brian has a very long list that I can challenge from. <laughs> um, but I did challenge him last time. So I'm going to be challenging one Gio Ramos this time. Um, and even though the list is a little shorter, uh, that we have up there for Geo. Uh, there was one movie that I really like. I re- actually, I really love. I'll say this, um, and it's relevant to a, maybe a movie that's being released right now. Um, this director actually has a movie that came out in theaters uh, very recently, um, and he's had two movies come out this year. So I'm going to be challenging you to one of the greatest war films ever made, and that is Ridley Scott's Black Hawk Down. Oh. HBO Max, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, I've, I've um, just, you know, I've, I've heard so many things about this movie and, uh, you know, it's, um, it's a movie that, you know, a, a lot of people nowadays, you know, whenever they talk about war films and whatnot, I mean, it's definitely one of the movies that are brought up. I'm not saying it's, you know, up there in the, uh, um, Pantheon, you know, the top, top, you know, but I mean, yeah, i this is one I've been wanting to watch for a while. I'm excited about this. It's a really cool movie because it deals with a lot of different characters. Um, it's one of those movies that has a lot of different sets of characters in a lot of different places uh, when all their stories eventually come together. Um, this was peak Josh Hartnett days, right? Uh, Adrian Brody is in here. Eric Bana is in here. There's a whole. Wow. It's one of those movies that has a, a, a fully loaded cast of people. Um and it's one of really Scott's really Scott's best. I I will say that flat out. It's one of really Scott's best films uh, for sure. And I, I'm very shocked that you haven't seen it because I know that you're kind of a really Scott fan as well. Oh, wow. So. This cast, Tom Sizemore, Jason Isaacs, Tom Hardy, Orlando Bloom. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that's McGregor. right. Orlando Bloom and I forgot about Jason Isaacs as well. He plays one of the lieutenants. That's you great. and Gruffa before uh, Fantastic Four. Okay. It's oh, fully, Jamie Lannister. Fully loaded cast, man. Fully loaded. Literally. Hell yeah. Okay. Even I Y'all remember the last time I got challenged to a war movie? It was uh, Apocalypse um, Now. No, apoc- yeah, Apocalypse Now. Thank you. Yes. Which you're welcome. <laughs> wow. Wait, so no Brian, idea. Really, Brian, Scott directed you, this. Brian, you have seen this. Mm-hmm. And your thoughts on it? It's really freaking good. <laughs> it it might be like one of the first, if not the first, like war movie I think I've ever watched. Because <laughs> how this movie came out when early two thousand. Yeah, yeah. Just look it's at the hard. cast; you would tell it's early two thousands. <laughs> yeah. So I mean. But at 2000, I was 11. So, I mean, yeah, I I, I think this might have been like one of, if not potentially the first like war movie that I've seen. And I just remember it being like, oh, this movie is freaking intense. Like it's, it's intense. It's violent. Uh, sit down, turn lights off and like just sit there and, and watch what's happening. Because it can it can be pretty hard to watch at times. Yeah, it, it gets brutal sometimes. So it's like I think it, it was one of those because it came out at a time where we were obviously in war, right? You know, our our country had been going to war with other people, and mm-hmm. um, it was a tough time in our country, and it was very, very realistic, very realistic. Um, and I know a lot of films, are, like a, a lot of war movies, are obviously, but because it was so relevant to what was happening at that time, right? Um, it, it impacted a lot and hit a lot of people a little bit harder than probably a typical war movie would say, saying something like saving private Ryan, which was about a war years and years beforehand. Um, it was about something that was so recent in our history. So I will say there was a time I used to watch this movie. I've watched this movie probably multiple times where there was like, and where during the height of when Jake's talking about where I was like, I'm going to be an army medic. And I was like, that's eh, probably not a smart idea. But it's like, because you put, find yourself like putting yourself like, what would I do in that situation type uh, throughout this movie? And it's like, I wouldn't last a second. <laughs> but yeah. so, yeah, yeah, it's rough, but it's good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you'll be able to hear cool. Geo's thoughts next week on Black Hawk Down, the Ridley Scott film. Um, super excited to hear what you think about that one. And then he'll obviously be challenging someone on the show next week as well. With all that said, let's go ahead and move into the first topic of the show. Uh, before we get into our Christmas movies, which will be coming up here very shortly, we're going to talk some Star Wars. Um, Kathleen Kennedy did a recent interview with Empire Magazine, uh, and it was released over the last week or so. Uh, and she had some very interesting comments to say about certain characters that we might end up seeing again. Uh, she said the following, certainly... Those are not characters, when asked about the sequel trilogy characters, by the way, certainly those are not characters we're going to forget. Um, They will live on, and those are conversations that are going on with the creative team as well. Um, Obviously hinting at the idea of possibly seeing the likes of Ray and uh, uh, Finn and Poe Dameron again in the future of Star Wars. Uh, We just had a recent conversation about the struggles Lucasfilm has had to uh, push the franchise forward a little bit. Um, but it's it's a fun kind of conversation to have right now about 
who we could see, if this is a good idea, where we could see them. Um, so before we get into specifics, I just wanted to ask both of you, do you like these comments? Do you think that it's a good idea to maybe to maybe include them at some point in the future? Um, does it get you excited about the possibility of that, Gio? Um, is it a good idea? Yes, it is. And just take a look at the reception of Hayden Christensen returning 15 years later, uh, Ewan McGregor returning. And um, you know, I was just thinking about this earlier today. Like, what are the chances Natalie Portman would show up as Padme Amidala in a future near future Star Wars project? But going back to the sequel trilogy, I mean, look with with the prequels you know like there are things we love about it but overall you know the, not the fondest memories the same could be said about the sequel trilogy you know like it's uh there are there's some really great stuff in there and i think the earliest that we could see these characters return would be the back half of this decade um I think they would be a fool not to do more with uh, Daisy Ridley's Ray character. Um, she was such a focal part of, you know, this, the trilogy. Um, Adam Driver, I think he expressed interest in returning. Um, said it had to do more about the the filmmakers themselves and the story than just you know being a part of it, just to be a part of it again. Um, and I I don't know about um, Finn. Uh, John Boyega. Um, maybe you guys have heard something, but I last time I heard from uh, Boyega, he didn't really have kind words to say about where his character went. But that could be the door for some redemption. You know, uh, we'll see what happens. So yeah, I think it's a good idea, and um, it'll be some time. Don't get ahead of yourself, guys. Um, it'll be some time, but you know, you just look at the the way fans are reacting to Hayden Christensen returning after all the years that he, you know, took all like took a beating on, on online, you know, in the chats, online chats and whatnot. Star Wars fans will be happy to see these characters again. I doubt we'll see Gwendolyn Christ. Who's what, what was her name? Phasma. Phasma. I just, that one you can leave. But. Um, I'm kind of mixed on it. I don't personally see Finn coming back. John Boyega. I think he's done. Like, I think he's just like probably like over it. I don't, I don't think he, uh, unless he's like hurting for work and just like needs to do something. I don't see him coming back to it uh oscar isaac's i think a little too big now to come back for star really? wars yeah didn't he and say I think for, for star wars help. star wars is the biggest franchise ever made i yeah but i mean i don't agree with that at all i don't think if he is he's not gonna do it for a while i don't see him doing it for a while i think the the one that you lock in is probably Daisy Ridley because I mean, she was the focal point. Like, I mean, she was the character that everyone fell in love with at the end. Um, probably going forward. 
Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I just don't. It's weird. Like, I kind of, I obviously want more Star Wars, but like, I'm not like looking pa- like past episode nine. Like, I'm just kind of like, what is there really left that you can make like as far as like those characters do like i don't know is she just gonna we're just gonna have movies where she goes off and like fights singular bad guys or like i don't know i i don't know i'm just kind of like i don't know maybe i'm still just kind of sour taste in the mouth like looking back at it a little bit um I kind of honestly at this point would rather see new new characters than those ones again honestly maybe just Daisy release I I'd be down cuz she's got a dope lightsaber now <laughs> mainly I just want to see a yellow lightsaber we use but uh yeah, I don't know I there I feel like there's so much more that they could do than for for right now than going forward in time yeah john booth i mean jedi academy type stuff yeah i guess um personally i think the books have opened up a lot of stuff that i would love to see that i think would be quite beneficial but i don't know i don't see the nigh hill I want to see the Night Hill would be dope. I want to see the Chiss. I mean, honestly, I think what Star Wars should do, and this is not just my favoritism towards Thrawn. I, and granted, I have not read the new book. I have not even read the second one. So I have no idea where that story's going. But like, I would, I mean, you can't, you don't want to like, here comes another empire. Like here's the first order, but you could have whatever the Chiss are doing, like kind of in the background, maybe they finally like come out because they kind of hide out, have them come out and be the bad guys. They're not really like, they haven't taken over the galaxy, but from where they're coming from, try to start taking over humans, have some type of alien species take, try to take over. It doesn't need to be human versus human. Um, I think that would be dope. Have aliens actually be the ones that are trying to attack the humans instead of just more human, human conflict. So that's just me. I think it all depends on the time period. Um, because it seems like they're almost setting up the chist to be a threat in between six and seven, um, with where that story is possibly headed. Uh, I think they're done with the, empire empire 2.0 stuff there's only so many times you can tell that um but there's always gonna be a threat there's there's always a threat no matter what um you know no matter how big or small it is i think raise a lock to be seen at some point uh whether it be a disney plus series or movies i would probably prefer it to be a film or films uh if it was on ray I think the possibility of seeing other characters is really cool too. You know, we can kind of get into some maybe some hypotheticals or or maybe stories we'd want to see. But I kind of have one off the bat that I think would be really cool to tell. Uh, I don't know if they would ever do it, uh, but it was 
almost it almost felt like a backdoor pilot in the rise of skywalker but seeing poe and zori bliss uh running spice which would be really really cool um obviously set before the sequel trilogy in that time period uh because poe hadn't been a resistance fighter at that point um but seeing more of of those characters babu frick uh and and that little that little crew as they run if they spike, make another one he's a hundred percent coming back that character like um, that's almost more of a lock to me than finn but it's 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 stories like that right where it, it has nothing to do with the larger part in the galaxy but it's it's stories about these characters and what they were doing or what they are doing now um obviously poe had a past uh before he was resistance um going forward i mean we could see I don't know what's another character. Um Connix. Yeah, what if like what is Connix doing now? Like, is she still part of the resistance or is she fighting a political fight? Right? Like, what about a political thriller with Connix at the capital, the heart of the galaxy, or something? Like you you can spin these characters off into where it's not military focused, uh, where resistance and empire or whatever it may be, and you can tell a story that is different from what we've gotten, but still have these sequel trilogy characters involved um and like i said a lot of these characters also have pasts uh there, there's plenty of time to tell stories in between six and seven and then obviously we don't know what happens after nine and there's years and years of stuff i know that the highlighted answer is always going to be seeing the rise of the jedi again after episode nine and more than likely that's probably what we'll get because that is a movie franchise being wait, uh, waiting waiting to be made, right? That is three movies locked right there. A series of The Rise of the Jedi. But that's not necessarily what we need. And we don't know this, but Rogue Squadron could very well have been set after Episode Nine. We have no idea if it was set after or before or, or when that time period of a movie was taking place. Um, if that was including someone, uh, not 100% sure. But there's there's tons of possibilities of seeing characters. And, you know, when Kathleen Kennedy is saying, you know, these aren't characters that we're going to be forgetting. She's not just talking about Ray and Finn and Poe and Kylo. She's talking about the side characters and Rose and Connix and, you know, Babu Frick or Zori Bliss and uh, all these characters that popped up in these movies that have possibilities of telling their story. Um, I think the possibilities are really endless because if, if there's one thing I'm sure about, no matter how much they struggle. They will never stop making Star Wars movies. Oh, no. And there are tons of stories to be told, whether it be new or old. And as we've seen lately, they're really getting back and using people who have been in Star Wars before, right? Harrison Ford came back. Mark Hamill came back. Carrie Fisher, uh, among many others who have who have returned in some capacity, whether it be big or small. Um, You know, Gia was just talking about Hayden Christensen. Like, it's it's kind of a thing in the Star Wars franchise where people return. Um, and let's be real. Like, let's see the rise of Kylo Ren and Luke Skywalker. Like, come on. come on. I I almost, for me, this is my personal. I would like them to, right now, stop at nine. Like, don't go further than nine for right now and go backwards. I think I that's what they're them, going to do. I hope so. I want them. I want to see before episode one. Like I want to see decades, uh, 
centuries. Going the uh, the whole Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, and uh, Harry Potter. Yes. Well, it's, it's funny it's that you brought that you bring this up because I think after we had talked about the struggles that Lucasfilm had when they delayed uh, Patty Jenkins' movie, and then obviously Ryan Johnson's films as well, there were rumors <laughs> that a Knights of the Old Republic movie is essentially being fast tracked, and that is what they want to do now. Which that terrifies me. The fact that they want to fast track it. But fast track, off and Weiss. Fa- well, I, well, originally they were rumored to be a part of it, but they're not a part of it. They're, no. Right. Um, they were supposed to be a part of the movies that were going to be released in 24, 26, and 28, but then they got cut and they're no longer a part of it. Um, fast track could mean a lot of different things. It could mean, let's do this right now. Let's get it out as soon as we can. Or it could mean... This is the next project we're going to release. It doesn't, we don't know when it's going to be released. Um, I hope it's the latter, but that is, if I wanted anything in Star Wars right now, it's probably a Knights of the Old Republic project because, like Brian said, we're going in a direction we've never seen before. That would be the oldest story we've ever seen in Star Wars as far as in the past. Hundreds of thousands of years in the past for Star Wars. And it would be definitely interesting because. Depending on, I think honestly, what scares them the most probably is once they establish Knights of the Old Republic, like you can't really, well, you can, but as far as Star Wars, like Knights of the, of the Old Republic is as far back as we've ever been with Star Wars. So, like, you, once you start that, you kind of have your like, start and stop dates and now you only have that middle granted that million that middle is huge like huge oh yeah and if knights of the old republic is set a thousand years before the first prequel that's 800 years before the high republic exactly and you have to think of it this way the one of the biggest things to come from the high republic is the fact that Hyperspace was established at the start of the High Republic, which is mm. 200 years. Anything before that, you're not seeing hyperspace. So it's you're like, probably, our, it's like our travel, essentially. Yes. You're like probably staying in local areas. Like you aren't going to see them jumping across the galaxies like the one, movies we have. So there's a lot to come into play. And part of me, I mean, obviously the greedy part of me wants the old Republic or yeah, the old Republic, like as soon as possible, but like I'd rather them take their time and make sure they're like, all right, this is how we do it. This is how we're going to do it. This is like the foundation go from there and i hope that's what they're doing and not just like fast track all right we need an older public because we know it's going to do good and it'll make people want to watch star wars again and that's my biggest fear is they do something like that when is uh darth revan set old republic that oh that he's the main he's the main character of the video game anyway give me a sith wars tv show a Game of Thrones, Sith Wars 
TV See, show. I I think I think that's movies. That's <sighs> that's too big to be on a, a TV series. I'm I sorry. think you can do. I think you can do TV shows. I would love. I think it would be groundbreaking. I would love to see like maybe start it with a show, go three seasons, movie. Do like another three seasons, movie. Like, and just keep the storyline. No one's ever done that before. Well, guess who is, Brian? Peaky Blinders. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're, they're They're ending the series of the movie. Yeah, but I'm saying, I mean, yes, like that. But I'm saying like, do it like three movie, three move like I don't, that I don't, think, I don't think they'll I don't think they'll ever do that. Eh, well, and still. and it's it's just my opinion, but I think that if you're gonna if you're talking about like Sith Wars, that's that's a movie franchise. That's not a TV series. Mm. That's a that's way too big to be a TV series. You could spin off into you could spin movie. you could spin off a character like for sure. You could spin off like like a random character or maybe the rise of a certain character or something. But as far as like a war, I don't want to see percent films. My thing is, I don't want to see like the story of a character through Sith Wars. I want to see lots of them. I want to see the Targaryens versus the, this versus the, that versus the, that for like taking people out and you can't, you don't, I don't want Stark. Like, well, no, oh, no, 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 no. I, I don't. I don't. And think I feel like that's they, what you do with a movie. No, I don't, I don't think so. I think if you follow, <laughs> if you follow what Star Wars history has been, maybe even like something like Legends, you would follow, you know, the Sith Wars of the Jedi and the Sith, and oh, Andy, that's and the hundreds true. of. <laughs> Sorry, the and, the hundreds <laughs> of Sith and thousands of of Force users around the galaxy, and then what you could do is what I think would be really cool, but the end of that story, whether it be three movies or five movies or seven movies, the final, the finishing scenes and moments of that story is Darth Bane setting the rule of two. Boom. It's over. Done with. And you set that up and you get your, get your Sith Wars and then you set up the future of the rule of two, you know, and, and how that's set up. Because if you have Sith Wars, eventually you're going to have to tell the story of how that all stopped. Like, why are not, why are they not around? Obviously we know why, but you're going to have to visually tell that to people of why and how that is no longer around. And the vehicle would obviously be Darth Bane. I just, Um, my whole thing with the whole topic that we're talking about is I just don't understand. Like, why are we looking at like, I grant it. I get it. People are in love with these characters. They're the most recent characters. Ray, she's a big deal. It's that Disneyland kids love her. That whole thing. I get that you want to do more, but there are more older Star Wars fans than younger, right? Is that fair to say? Yeah. It depends on what the age. The, the... I would say, let's say twenty and up. Well, yeah, because you have the original trilogy fans. So, yes. Okay. To me, there is so much that us older fans are still waiting to find out that they could make so much money on compared to the newer fans. Like, I, it sounds morbid, but like, satisfy the group that has been around for a while once that 
dies off, like go back to the younger one and go like make the newer stuff, the nostalgia. It Star Wars is pure nostalgia. Like it hits you in the feels of your memories. So like give us there the fact that we have yet to establish Plagueis as in canon other than an a, a shadowy image in a book blows my mind like he has been mentioned since what attack no not which movie revenge of the sith revenge of the sith we've known about him since revenge of the sith and that's that little line and like maybe a little bit in a book is canon that's it like how have we not touched that yet there's just to me that's just me I think you should go backwards before you start going forward. Like, well, I mean, that's kind of what George Lucas did in the beginning, right? I mean, with the New Hope, Obi Wan, uh, Alec Guinness, he talks to Luke about the Clone Wars and all that. And what, like, thirty years later, we get uh, Attack of the Clones, or not thirty years, whatever. And then we get the Clone Wars series on Cartoon Network, then on uh, Disney and whatnot. And look at what that's happening. So all this is bound to happen. It, it's it's going to happen. It's just a matter of it, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. So I, I will say this and to, to whatever Kathleen Kennedy is pointing towards. And again, her comments could be pointing to something that's 10 years down the line, 20. The fact that maybe they're just having conversations about it, whatever. Um I think that from what everything we've seen so far, when that Disney stream happened last year, uh, where they dropped all that news, that they are aiming to do new things rather than step back into something old at the moment. Granted, the 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 Lando, the stuff that we've seen, right? Like maybe minus one or two projects, right? Um, Rogue Squadron was something new. Taika Waititi Star Wars movie is going to be something new. The Acolyte. Obviously, Mandalorian, um, Book of Boba Fett is returning to something we know, but obviously, also he wasn't really like that involved in the Star Wars original trilogy. Um, they seem to be going in a direction that we want to see, which is new stories. Uh, that can also be said for the published side of things with the High Republic and everything that they're doing at the moment. Um, it's still up in the air, but. I, I mean, I, I I would much rather see Knights of the Old Republic than something to do with the new characters that we just met and were just done with two years ago. The Rise of Skywalker was only two years ago. Um, but I do think it might be a little time away. Maybe they'll get another movie or two or three in their in their grasp, and then they'll shoot out a Ray movie or something. And um, Or or maybe it is a Disney Plus series. I don't know. Um, My thing but, is just, what are they pumping out right now that's making them crazy money? New things with what? old characters well yeah i mean as far as what merchandising or like everything or i mean yeah well what yeah is, i mean what is what is making mandalorian so successful right now bringing in old characters they literally brought in luke skywalker like ahsoka has been around since when 2000 2008 2008 not a new character like it, it they're bringing in old characters that are making people lose the minds thrawn 
That's true. Gotcha. That, Grogu is just adorable. Uh, Thrawn? Thrawn's been around since original trilogy in the books. Well, expanded universe. Well, that's what I meant. Like the books. Early so. 90s, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. Just saying. But they're going to they do whatever to, they want to do. They need to do something with pod racing. I don't give a damn what. Just that. Back, they need to hire this guy. Anything I have a pod racing. Literally, a, like a story waiting to be made that's sitting on my computer right here. That Geo, that is so spot on. People would eat that up. I would Hell pay. Yeah. I'd pay five hundred dollars to watch one movie on. <laughs> no joke. Yeah. Debunk no baby joke. I don't un- I like the hell out of that movie. Jake's Jake's little like pod racing show. Like people would go crazy. My, my, my story is like it's like a NAS like uh, I mean Ford V Ferrari type. Don't reveal too much, Brian. Huh? Don't reveal too much. I don't want my story taken. I'm not, but I'm just saying, like, it's come on, like it's so it's it's right there. Just take it. Like moron. Uh-huh. Before I get heated, we need to move on. I'm gonna be so <laughs> it's gonna make me mad if they don't make pod racing anyway. Uh all right, so let's get to our main topic of the night. We'll have a little fun. Uh it is that jolly time of the year uh christmas movies are now here and uh, we're gonna spend the next month watching them hanging out with them with your family friends loved ones uh and we're just gonna talk about kind of go on the table one by one and reveal some movies that we watch each and every year or try to at least with our busy schedules um and i also want to hear from both of you as far as what to you makes a christmas movie and what makes um you know it feel like a Christmas movie or is there something that has to happen that makes it a Christmas movie? Uh, I, I think it would be, Oh, and also don't know if you want market as a NASCAR, it'd be more regional. Yeah, no, not NASCAR, but just like that, like racing at the gritty yeah. racing aspect. Harrison, you should go back to a Padawan podcast episode and hear my pitch. Anyway, uh, you Jake, will Gio, post it in the comments, Gio, I want to hear from you first. Um, what makes, what makes a Christmas movie? Like, is it something that happens in it? Is it the setting? Is it the the jolly holiday spirit? movie? Are we specifically? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll say Christmas because holiday can be considered Thanksgiving, and we're talking more so about Christmas. Um, well, I meant like uh, what eight crazy nights. Like, are we counting like those? Like that too? Isn't that a Christmas movie? Isn't that a Christmas movie? No, no that's Hanukkah. Oh, okay. So, okay, we'll go holiday movie. What makes okay. what makes a holiday slash Christmas movie for you, Gio? Um, well, uh, two things that you well, one thing that you mentioned was uh, setting. Obviously, for me, I mean, it makes no sense to have a Christmas movie in June. I mean, it, it would have to take place during the winter time, in my opinion. Okay. And just the uh, the theme of family, and you know, just you know, like rediscovering the important things in life, the things that really matter. Um, Something I don't really hear people talk about enough is, you know, you have all these stories and everything about, you know, family, they're all coming together and they're all smiling and this and that, but that's not always the case. Okay. Sometimes, you know, Christmas is an event to where you can kind of make amends or, you know, talk to people who you haven't talked to in however long and for me, I think those are the most, you know, special kinds of uh, 
uh, <laughs> moments that happen in Christmas is when you get to talk to family that you haven't talked to in the longest time and, you know, see family that you haven't seen and whatnot and just be reminded because you're so caught up in this world and the materialistic things and this and that, all this, you know, we live in a world of tribalism and whatnot. Like Christmas is the, the time where you get to come together and just, you know, you're not thinking about anything else. You're just happy to be around family. And so for me at the core of a Christmas movie is something involving family, no fast and furious, but uh, you know, just um, the fact that they've not made a Christmas fast and furious. They should do something like, like a holiday special. You know, <laughs> I, I, I would watch that. Please, I, please, I don't, you, please don't put that in the universe. Please. <laughs> I was just about to say Gio would be all over that type of movie. Hey, you know, get some uh, eggnog and, you know, some liquor and yeah. Corona eggnog. <laughs> so I will, by, by Rachel's rules, um, Mr. Brian Nussbaum, Die Hard is absolutely a Christmas. It is 100% a Christmas. It is set at a Christmas party literally on christmas eve it's a flipping christmas movie yep i'm waiting for geo to say a specific movie oh we're gonna talk I'm about gonna, die hard but yeah to answer it. your question i know it wasn't really it was kind of all over the place but at the core it's it's family and you know setting in a winter time so uh brian, brian what about you uh yeah i mean there's always typically that element of family um, I mean, especially looking at the ones that I have uh, listed, but family, that winter feeling like everyone's all like excited for Christmas, the lights and I don't know, Christmas movies always kind of hit you in the feels a little bit. So uh, the warm, fuzzy feeling type uh, stuff is what I think of. But yeah, mostly like they always tend to like come tie back to either family or like positivity being good to others things like that uh unless it's die hard then there's guns and terrorists and stuff like that but it's the best it is, kind of christmas it is, it is 100 a christmas movie. well there is positivity i mean the relationship between the cop and the cop outside and bruce willis you know yeah. and yeah so so yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll echo everything you guys said. You guys pretty much summed it up. Um, holiday spirit, the setting of the time. Uh, if there's like Christmas lights and like Chris, ugly Christmas sweaters and stuff, I'm sorry, but it's a Christmas movie. Like get music, music. Yes, music, it's a Christmas. Yeah. Movie. Um, let's go around and just name some specific. Does anybody want to go first in case anybody else is stolen? Anybody want to? Okay, Gio, kick us off. Yeah, well, I uh, want to quickly bring up a newer movie uh, because a lot of my movies are just classics and, you know, the the no surprises. But this one I saw today, um, it's on HBO Max. It's called 8-Bit Christmas. Um, starring Neil about, I keep hearing about this. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Neil Patrick Harris, uh, Steve Zahn, who I haven't seen in a while. Um, and it's pretty much a story about you know, this, uh, well, Neil Patrick Harris is talking to his daughter about, you know, when he was a kid back in the late eighties and, you know, this story about getting a Nintendo, um, an eight bit entertainment system and, uh, very nostalgic. Um, again, setting definitely Christmas, uh, the message in there, you know, it's just, uh, 
you know, you, you're just so focused on, you know, as a kid, what do you want? What do you want? This is what I really want. And when, if I don't get it, it's Christmas is over, it's ruined and whatnot. It reminds you what Christmas is all about. Like I said, it leans heavily on the nostalgia. It's a small hour and a half movie. Highly recommend it. It's called eight bit Christmas. Check it out. Okay. I mean, I, like Brian said, I've, I've also heard a lot about it. So I'm yeah. very interested real quick, Brian, before we get to you, I want to bring up Brian Nussbaum's top 10 Christmas movies. Uh, he has a full list here. So number 10, he's got Arthur Christmas, number nine, the night before eight Scrooge, seven home alone, six Christmas with the cranks. I'm super mm. surprised because have you ever seen Christmas with the cranks rotten tomatoes score? Oof. It's like uh, 20% or something. Number I mean, five, Bad Santa. Number four, The Santa Claus 2. Uh, number three, Jim Carrey's Grinch. Two, Home Alone 2. Oh, Home Alone 2. And number one, Elf. I think Elf's on there for quite a bit of people. And one person might even bring that up. Mr. Avalosino? Well, no, I mean, that's on my list. But I was going to go steer away from it. Because that's like the everyone answer, I feel like. Um, so just so you guys know, uh, Chris of the Cranks is 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, I can, I'll talk. Well, <laughs> should I just talk about that one since it's on my list? I've seen that one so many. So times. have I. And I, it does not deserve a 5%. I my mom. Does not deserve a 5%. That might be one of my mom's favorite Christmas movies of all time. And because of her, I've seen it so many times. It's not bad. It's great. It's literally on my list that scared me um so it's definitely on my list because like i said like <laughs> there's so many christmases that i remember even before like the month of december my mom sees it on tv she's watching it so uh yeah the fact that that that's five percent. I did not know it was that bad. The hot chick has a higher score than that. Um, but uh, hot chick, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, Christmas with the cranks is definitely one for me. Uh, my personal favorite, okay. Jake you're, is, gonna, you're gonna name a bunch of them. No, I was well, I didn't that since that one kept being talked okay, okay, about. Okay, okay, go ahead. I was, okay. didn't want to come back to it later. Uh, my personal favorite Jake already knows is just friends. Um, I Ryan Reynolds in a fat suit, everybody Ryan Reynolds, uh, on a fair for the beginning of the movie. Anyway, uh, Amy smart, I believe is her name, right? Uh -huh. Amy uh -huh. smart. Um, that movie, if you have not seen just friends, his little brother is the best. His little brother is hilarious. If you have not seen just friends, please 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 do yourself a favor and watch it it is on i think they just added it to netflix for, for the first time netflix. it's on streaming for the first time ever yes and it is <laughs> mom got phone it's hilarious it is probably i mean elf kind of almost like sits in its own window for me uh like most people but it probably is my favorite Christmas movie is Just Friends, just because it is just ridiculous and so funny. And this was before Ryan Reynolds was like everyone's man. Well, he was he was household. doing this in Van Wilder and like all yeah. these random movies. Yeah. So yeah, no. Oh my god, Just Friends. I love, love, love that movie. So I that's one like it. It's better during Christmas time. 
but it is it is one that like I have no problem watching in May. It's just that good to me. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. Um, before I name one or two, I want to bring up Tim Franco's here because I'm because me. Uh, I have to bring up some Christmas horror: Black Christmas, okay. 1974, Rare Exports, and Silent Night, Deadly Night. Half one and two. Oh, one and two. One and two. Ooh. Got it. Yeah, like I was like half. Um, I've never seen any of those, and I don't know if yeah, I I've never heard any. Franco, you're on another level with that horror. I know you're a horror junkie, though, man. So yeah, kudos. Maybe J- if Jacob's still watching. Jacob's a big horror guy, so I'd be interested to see if he ever said uh, or have seen those or thought about them. Um, so I'm gonna bring up two. I'm not gonna bring up Die Hard because Die Hard is the greatest Christmas movie of all time, and we all know it. So blah. There you go. Sit on that. Um, no argument here. I'm gonna bring up one that I think is just so much fun and it also just got added to streaming and i cannot wait to watch it that is jingle all the way with turbo yeah oh yeah arnold schwarzenegger is jingle all the way i know tim franco's been saying in the chat for most of the the night um it just got added to netflix it's officially on netflix uh i cannot wait to watch it um enjoy some arnold schwarzenegger and turbo man uh it's just those have been selling out like hotcakes at walmart's like well, and it also stars a young Anakin Skywalker uh, as his son um, in the film. Uh, and Sinbad. Uh, Sinbad, I was gonna say Sinbad uh, plays plays the mailman. Right? Yeah, mailman? yeah. His I think it's what nemesis it is. mailman. Yeah, uh, it's just it's such a like it's so obviously it's so strange seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger in that type of movie, but it just totally is fun and and cheerful. And it's a father trying to get his son a toy, and some cahoots happen and. Then he becomes Turbo Man, and it's such a fun movie. Um, it's definitely a movie that I've definitely tried to. Oh, is it? On... It might be on Disney Plus on Netflix. Yeah, I think it's Disney Plus. Is it Disney Plus? Okay, I mixed up the two. I know that it. Just Friends is Netflix, so Jingle All yeah. the Way is on Disney Plus. That's what it is. Uh, that's yeah. what it is. Um, but the other one I wanted to mention is a newer one, but it's actually one of my personal Christmas favorites. It's a movie mm. that I was expecting to actually be very bad, and ended up being extremely good. Uh, and this is just a personal opinion. Uh, but Office Christmas Party with Jason Bateman, Jason Bateman, Olivia Munn, Jennifer Aniston. Uh, I love Office Christmas Party. This movie is such a good, fun time. Again, it just plays to my style of comedy. It's outlandish. It's ridiculous. I love Bateman. I love Olivia Munn. Jennifer Aniston, this type of movie is also really, really funny. It's set in Chicago during Christmas. Um, and they're throwing a Christmas party in an office building when they're not supposed to be. Um, and it's just, it's one of those movies that is completely chaotic. Uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a blast of a time and crazy things happen, but, um, I personally really, really enjoy it. I've tried to do a watch along here multiple times on apocalypse with it, but we just haven't been able to, because it hasn't been available for streaming. It's only on renting right now. It's not on a platform. So if you ever get a chance to watch Office Christmas Party and you haven't, it's a really fun time. Nice little break uh, of a movie. It just it's it's a rousing good time. So Office Christmas Party. Mm. I need to watch that. I feel like I'd have a really good time watching that. I might have it on Blu-ray actually. Probably. I got to look. What else you got, Gio? Uh, how about Lethal Weapon? The first one. It, it is set during Christmas. That the first action scene is set in a Christmas tree lot. Yeah, with Mel Gibson, the the yeah, drug. it's it's set <laughs> in a Christmas tree lot. 
And, you know, just, you know, the, the Murtaugh's welcoming Martin Riggs into their family and, you know, just the whole dynamic between Danny Glover and Mel Gibson. Speaking of which, Lethal Weapon 5 on the way. Excited about that. Um, for me, I, I think it's a Christmas movie. And uh, I didn't realize this until recently that, yeah, you know, it's not one that I think about, but it's one of the greats, one of the all-time classics, man. Lethal Weapon. It is great. I don't think Brian's ever seen Lethal Weapon. Uh, yeah, that what? was the one that you guys challenged me to. Isn't that? Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, Mel I Gibson was, and I think he did not Donald like it. Glover. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Wow. Okay. It's it was okay. weird. All the first three scenes was each main character naked. It was weird. <laughs> it's, that's what I wonder if you watched the right Lethal Weapon. It was, um, yeah, it, Mel Gibson, naked. Don't isn't it Donald Glover? Danny Glover. Danny Glover, naked in a bathtub with his kids bringing him a present. Weird. Eighties, uh, bro. And then the movie opened up with the chick getting killed butt ass naked at the window. Mm. So, I was like. What did you guys make me watch? The I, I, Superman, I, I, lethal Weapon is Lethal Weapon is just great. It's brilliant. Um, <laughs> Brian, you got any more that you want to bring up? I mean, I have um, my stereotypical, like your stereotypical. Yeah, what, what, are, what are the ones that you want to watch every well, year? Well, here, I was going to pitch what one that's on my list, but I feel like it's better said from you because I definitely didn't find this movie by myself so i'm gonna tee it up to you but uh how do you say it klaus oh klaus yeah, yeah. uh the netflix uh animated film netflix on the yeah yeah Kla- klaus is toss that to you it's 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 really really good um it's one of the most heartfelt stories that you'll see in an animated movie uh the animation is also very brilliant um if you have not seen it uh it's on netflix it's a netflix original Definitely go watch that. Tim Franco, if you would have waited like five seconds, I would have gotten there. I would have gotten there, Tim. Try not to name the obvious ones. And Andy, I would have gotten there. would have gotten there as well. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Michelle Monaghan is literally dressed as a Santa all night. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but Brian, uh, do you have any more outside of clouds? Yeah. Well, so obviously back to the, I mean, my, my last one, two, three, are your nostalgic the same person ones like elf obviously i i'm not gonna even waste time talking about elf um and my last two was uh nightmare before christmas Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. which geo you've seen officially right yes yeah i was challenged to that months ago i did yeah you did i I think you did yeah yeah um but uh again another one that everyone knows but uh, my one that I feel like not everyone loves, most people, but uh, Jim Carrey's Grinch. Yeah. Ron Howard, yeah. Specifically. Yeah, 100%. That one. Wait, that you, you, one, you don't think everyone loves that? I don't know. I think everyone I, I, loves that movie. Maybe? Yeah. Okay. I saw it twice but, in theaters. Yeah. I adore that movie. It's to me, like honestly, like <laughs> the most watchable of anything Grinch. 
I never saw the Benedict Cumberbatch one, but I heard that was decent. Um, it was just really long. Yeah, but um, <laughs> it was only an hour and a half, and it was really long. Oh, Oof. but um, I love that movie, and I think what also makes me love it too was when I had saw seen it. Um, they it was when I went to Florida for vacation. And uh, the Universal Studios there has a Whoville. And they made the whole thing. You felt like you were literally in that movie, including the rides, everything. So it, yeah, that, that place is insane. It's in Islands of Adventure. Um, but... Uh, so I think that kind of makes it that much more special to me uh, just because like the height of when that movie comes out, you're the one of the most classic Christmas stories. And then you have, <laughs> you feel like you're literally like on the set, like in that movie. So yeah, that, that Grinch, I'm not a huge Grinch per- person, but if I am going to gravitate towards it, it's that specifically uh a couple for me that uh that i i try to watch and i'll just kind of name them quickly we don't have to talk about them like in depth um because they're they're pretty well known obviously the two that were mentioned in the chat already if people hadn't you know blown the cover kiss kiss bang bang love uh christmas vacation is a staple for me uh i i almost put that as the thumbnail i've never i love that so much uh the night before the Seth Rogen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Anthony Mackey movie. Mm. I know Jacob specifically really likes it. I wanted to make sure I bring it up. I actually really enjoy that movie as well. Um, and then there was a couple others that I wanted to home alone. Obviously hasn't really been mentioned home alone to staple, especially because we grew up in an era when that was kind of a kid movie for us. Definitely watched that quite a bit. Um, we mentioned that one. Uh, there was one. Oh, uh, love actually. Uh, super lo- lovey-dovey movie that uh, I watched uh, probably way too early. Um, and it's actually a pretty good movie. And then I also really enjoy Why Him? Um, if anybody's oh, yeah. ever seen that one. Uh, Brian, James, Brian Cranston, James Franco film. Uh, that is actually quite funny, a lot funnier than I was expecting it to be. Um, so I, I definitely... Uh, have a bunch of movies that we try to keep on rotate. We we watch movies quite a bit in this household. And um, oh, uh, Rise of the Guardians, an animated movie um, hmm. about uh, you know Santa Claus and Easter Bunny and stuff, and they're trying to save uh, save themselves. And um, I actually quite enjoy that movie as well as an animated movie. But uh, before we move on, before we head uh, any more, just for the last part of this show here, I'm going to bring in our fourth member. He did show up. He's been quite busy lately, and that is one Mr. Keith Barnes. What's up, buddy? Keith. Oh no! Oh no! Do you take himself out? You take himself out? I'm out of there we go. <laughs> hey, <laughs> what's up, buddy? B. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's for true. Oh, we're next. We're that's for true oh, okay. last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Keith, uh, 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 while we while we kind of we only do have a little bit here. Wrap up. There we go. A movie that you probably watch on a on a yes. yearly basis is Scrooge, huh? This is not just one of my favorite Christmas movies, one of my favorite movies of all time. Directed by the late great Richard Donner, 
Um, Gio and I talked about it when we uh, when uh, we talked about his passing on his over on Phantom mm-hmm. United. But yes, this movie is wonderful. Um, it's a retelling of a Christmas Carol, which I mean, there's lots of those. Um, I think uh, I think Star Drew put the, he put Muppets in there. I don't know if you talk about the Muppet Christmas Carol, but that's another one of my favorites. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Scrooge is like number one for me all time. This is one of my favorites. So, uh, Rachel, <laughs> hello, Rachel. That's a very funny. <laughs> my internet has a week's lag. <laughs> that's very funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Scrooge. Uh, oh man, uh, Jake, you hit on a couple of them. Uh, Home Alone, obviously. I saw, I remember seeing Home Alone in the theater. I think I was maybe 10 when it came out, 10 or 11. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's a whole, hold I am. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 one. Um, Definitely a nightmare before Christmas, which we always wound up watching twice. Uh, obviously, a Halloween and a Christmas. We actually mostly watch it at Christmas, though. I find I've always watched more watched it at Christmas time than Halloween. Um, watch it in yeah. November, right in, in in between. Sure, yeah. You watch it, watch it right around Veterans Day. You watch it right in the middle there. <laughs> but. Yeah, that's a. I mean, obviously, you know, Elf, of course. I mean, that's a classic one. Um, uh, trying to think of, yeah, you, yeah, you guys knocked off a bunch. Of, you, uh, Jake, you just mentioned uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I know that's set at Christmas, but I, I never really thought of that. I guess I know a lot of a Wait, lot of so, Shane Black's movies are. If a movie is set at Christmas, isn't it like a lock that it's a Christmas movie? Well, I mean, people. I feel Depends more like, like we said at the beginning how you define a Christmas movie. Sure. For me, it's it's more like if a movie comes out at Christmas time ish, like kind of that November, December Christmas time. So Spider Man's like, gonna be a Christmas movie? Spider-Man no way home is a Christmas movie. The Matrix Resurrections is a Christmas movie. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> uh ever since, like we'll take right now, when the new the new Star Wars regime took over and they started releasing all the Star Wars at December time. <laughs> Those are all Christmas movies. Those all that feel like just ever since Force Awakens, like Star Wars has like December comes and it feels like Star Wars time, uh, or at I least mean, when the movies were coming out. Not the as first much one now. Was that on a nice planet at the end. Those are not. It Christmas was. Movies. Might have been a Christmas tree here. And Christmas there. doesn't even say exist not, in Star Wars. And say they're Christmas movies. I said, but December is like feels like Star Wars time. Like so, whenever we get, the, the, the holidays were coming, at least during that stretch when the movies were coming out, not not so much now. Although we have been getting Mandalorian around fall time, and we're obviously we're getting you know the Boba Fett one. So I don't know, but then this time of year, there's always like a new Star Wars thing. Ever since like 2015, there's been like a new ish kind of Star Wars thing right around now, except for Solo. But um, so. Like that one year before Solo came out, but other than that, like it's just like a little, a little Star Wars time right around Christmas time, you know, for the last few years. So well, now it's Spider Man time. Now Spider Man, Spider Man and the Matrix. Yeah, what if the if Matrix is 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 uh, Christmas time now? The Matrix movies are going to be at Christmas. Please, please put Neo in a Santa hat. Please put him in a Santa hat. Um, <laughs> All right, well, before we start to wrap up, Gio, just kind of, do you have any other Christmas movies that you want to make sure to mention, movies that you really enjoy watching by yourself or with your family, anyone? I mean, you guys kind of named them all uh, for the most part. You know, Kiss, 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 Bang, Bang, Scrooge. 
The fact that uh, we have not had a debate because of you bringing up Iron Man three is upsetting me right now. You know what? I was I was just gonna bring that up because uh, somebody in the chat brought up Iron Man three, and um, I've been waiting all day because of this for you. That doesn't feel Christmas time movie at all. Like it's it came out in I mean, May. The setting and the music, which I, I always find myself revisiting that uh version of jingle bells that you know uh tony does the <laughs> thing to he's dancing like to that him. that that version is dope but you know the the whole <laughs> metaphor about tony giving up his suits and you know just you know like going back to what's important and for him his family pepper Potts, happy hogan and whatnot you literally see all of his iron man suits blow up in the sky that could be like you know all his toys you know he obsessed oh over God. it. What did we just talk about with uh, Christmas and how, you know, people obsess over Black Friday, Cyber Monday, materialistic stuff, and they just they forget what's really important. So I don't know. Tim Franco said it best: "Shane Black equals Christmas." <laughs> Except for uh, the Predator, which is the worst thing that's. <laughs> and that's a shame i think fast nine is the worst thing that ever happened but anyway anyway um, i see but you know uh, another one thing. yeah sure but you know another one somebody uh uh yeah lord of the rings here that's a good it's a good point uh john uh absolutely for those three years that those movies were coming out it was absolutely like a christmas time christmas time and are we saying that, that's Rings kind of what i'm i don't know they came out in december that. They each one came out in December. That's what I'm saying. But That's just the because point. they're released like, in December so doesn't make time. them a Christmas movie. But there's like a I feeling didn't to it. Say I don't know. That. Like. <laughs> but the yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you didn't that, midway come out the, in the December. Is that a time. Christmas no, movie? no, it did not. <laughs> Aquaman did, and that's definitely not a Christmas movie. Yes, <laughs> good thinking. If, when you watch that, when you watch something, especially a series like Lord of the Rings, like. You look for the time in December when those, those movies were coming, and then the year after when it didn't like when it was over, it's like call, oh man, Rachel. It's December is holidays. There's, there's no Lord of the Rings. I mean, if you're watching so. Lord of the Rings on uh, and trying to prove to yourself that it's a Christmas movie, I mean, I mean, no, like sorry, but no, no. <laughs> you're muted, Brian. Um, all right. Well, I think this is a perfect time to kind of wrap up here. Uh, as we mentioned, a butt ton of Christmas movies, our favorites, some movies that uh, are very well known out in the universe, um, but also some movies that maybe you had not seen before or maybe given a chance to. Uh, we named a lot of them. Uh, make sure you guys let us know which movies you like to watch during this time of the year. Uh, we got a lot of them from there. We got a lot of different uh, genres as well. Uh, we appreciate that, Tim Franco. Always appreciate dropping the horror on us. Uh, very much appreciated there. Uh, and before we get out of here, we'll go ahead and let the uh, let the crew plug and tell everyone where you can find them online. Uh, why don't we start with Mr. Brian Avalicino? Um Here. And B. Avalicino on Twitter. And a certain point of view, if you're into movie trivia and the Schmodown, because Jake and I are flying down. Well, I'm flying. He's driving. In two days for spectacular and a whole bunch of no nonsense right. and mayhem. So, uh, yeah, I love this. Was the most chaotic, not chaotic, but like 
Random show. Random. Star Wars, the future of Star Wars, and Christmas movies. Well, I had I have a bunch of topics planned for December. Like they're already lined out, but I couldn't do most of them without Jacob because I knew he would strangle me. So <laughs> I threw a show together tonight and it worked out. It was a lot of fun. Uh, oh my god, Andy safe travels. Yeah, Andy, Andy's flying from all the way from Australia. So safe travels, bud. Oh. Um wow. Mr. Keith Barnes, where can everybody find you online, man? Hey, thank you. Uh well, uh, same as Brian. Find me here, Pocket Flicks every <laughs> every uh Tuesday, most of the time. Usually in the last half of the show. Um and oh Rachel, I wish. I wish we could. Uh Keith's oh, hand we'll tr- hand you're handcuffed to your truck, right? Isn't that how it works in December? Pretty much the truck this time of year. Yeah. Driveway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wish. I, I wish they'd let me do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, find me on here. Uh and also with uh with uh Jacob Bartley here, Bartley and Barnes, one of our shirts. We Ooh. should be having a new episode. Hmm. May I I've talked to him maybe this weekend, if not early next week. But Sometime within the next, I'd say, 10 days. You'll get Whenever next episode we of Bartley like We're going to read. Well, yeah, that's actually, yeah. But <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. On the show, whatever we feel like. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to recap uh, all the stuff in movies and TV and maybe a little bit of sports from the month of November. Uh, and then you can find me with Geo, Phantom United, talking about some other cool stuff over there as well. And Mr. Gio Ramos. Uh, what Keith said, yeah. Uh, Phantom United. Um, this week's news recap is already out, so check that out on the channel. Um, and uh, of course, on here with these uh, fine gentlemen. Yay, we made it! Right we made end. it, we got spammed. Woo! Oh, god, right Woo! at the end. Wow, how come? I swear we get we get popular. That's how you know we're popular. Everybody. They show up on everyone else's stream except mine. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that say? Uh, what's going on? You you can you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Quagon Jake Two N. Someone else took it before I did. Uh, POV, like Brian mentioned, which we'll be doing some stuff this weekend for Spectacular. Uh, we will have a live happy hour episode on Friday night with the chaotic POV house. Uh, and I also do a little show called the Whiskey Jedi, which you can see. Uh, on my personal channel, just type in Jake Berlin. It pops up on there. Multiple episodes. I did one last week. <laughs> Very fun episode. There might actually be a live episode this week from some Star Wars Mowdown competitors joining me from the POV house. So mm-hmm. look out for that. Um, the likes of John Hoey and the Damons and Sean Sullivan. And uh, right. it could be a lot of fun. Um, you know, Schmodown players uh, included. So uh, make sure checking that out. Pockflix here multiple times a week. Uh, tomorrow we will have our Hawkeye episode three review out. That'll be up tomorrow on the channel. We'll be going live talking about some Hawkeye. Uh, that is on Marvel Rewind. Um, first two episodes are out. You can check out Jacob and Brian's review of the first two episodes from last week up on the channel already. Yes, you can hear Jacob for an hour call him Hot Guy, or at least that's what it sounds like (laughs) when he says Hawkeye. Um, and you can check that out this week again, reviewing episode three. Uh, and yeah, so. Hope everyone travels safe. Hope everyone uh, is doing well. Stay safe out there in the world, whether you are traveling or not. Thank you guys so much for watching. As always, we appreciate you guys and have yourself a great night. Bye, guys.